your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. Before we kick off tonight's episode, I did want to tell you about one of our other fantastic podcasts because you need more hockey news and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Follow and subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get your favorite podcasts. On tonight's show, I did want to talk about a couple more free agent signings and extensions that happened that we didn't get a chance to cover, uh, you know, in previous episodes. There's been a lot going on. Of course, some of it actually does pertain to the Jets. One of today's contracts in particular is very relevant for Jets fans, and I'll talk about the implications of this particular extension and what it might mean longer term. And then after that, I wanted to preview our great and upcoming Locked On NHL Top 50 Players list, which I think is going to be a very challenging one. I've tried to do my own voting, and it's been very difficult. But I'll go through some early front-running candidates to give you some thoughts on why I feel like some of these players are, are certainly in the top 10 or top 15. Some of them don't really need an explanation, but some of them may surprise people. Maybe they weren't really expecting these guys to be ranked this highly. And uh, perhaps I'll get some of your own feedback from who you think might actually crack a top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever, uh, really high ranking list, right? It's all very subjective. Some of it's based on data. Some of it's just players that I really enjoy watching and I feel like have this special X factor. But before we get onto the locked on NHL top 50 players, or at least my early submissions for some of the top vote getters, I did indicate that there were some free agent signings, and one of them that kind of went under the radar is Slater Kekic signing for two years for 1.85 million, which is around 900k per season. I mean, it's pretty decent, right? This is uh, this is a nice little contract for a, a defender who oftentimes is very actively involved in the play. Slater is a really unusual defender. I feel like he's constantly involved in transition, and he's a little bit maybe too over-eager at times. I feel like his game over the years has kind of been something of, I don't know, he's like a weird player, right? I describe him as like really energetic and aggressive, sometimes to his detriment, but in terms of a, a depth defender who can often contribute offensively, I feel like Slater is fine. This is actually a smart signing by the Oilers. He might be one of their best D acquisitions of the entire offseason, which, look, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't say a ton, but in terms of trying to at least find some value in the margins, this is a nice little contract. The signing that most concerns Jets fans, though, is going to be Andrew Kopp coming back for one year at $3.64 million. This is basically a rental contract. I think a lot of people have gotten the impression that Kopp is probably the odd man out, and it's a little bit unfortunate, but when it comes to Winnipeg's cap crunch and stuff that's going to be upcoming... Let's be honest, the Jets don't have a lot of room to maneuver, and when they brought in Schmidt and, uh, you know, Dylan right before the Pionk extension, you, you knew already somebody was going to get sacrificed somewhere. Cop was one of the one of the few pieces that I felt the Jets could probably survive without. 
Not that he's not a really impactful, really important player. It's just in his particular position, which oftentimes is like third line center or occasionally a middle six wing, the Jets have reinforcements in that area. And some of the young players especially could fill that role. I feel David Gustafson is probably one of my top candidates. You might see Christian Veselainen. But with Kopp, I think it's complicated because he didn't really want to go full arbitration, it sounds like. And he probably left some money on the table. I am curious to know what exactly his long-term intentions are because the last time the Jets went through this process, Cop definitely was looking for a significant raise and the two parties did not end up settling on a deal before arbitration resolved it. This contract to me feels like it's just taking Cop through UFA and then after that he might be cut loose. I, I feel like it's fair, you know, the Jets are trying to maximize the potential of this roster. Is it a bit too late? I don't know. I, I feel like I've complained for years that the Jets were very stagnant and I wasn't really happy with their lack of progress. This is one of those times where I can't really fault them for wanting to win now. You look at uh, Connor Hellebuck putting up two seasons, both of which are Vezina worthy, and you realize that the Jets have been kind of wasteful on these seasons. So they've recognized that they needed to change, they've been very aggressive, and signing Andrew Kopp to a one-year deal is basically them kind of cashing in all the chips. Ideally, they would have loved to have gotten some assets for him if they had traded his rights, but I think they would rather have him, you know, his one-year contract value as like an internal rental. What would be interesting is to know if Cop actually does want to stay after this. I don't really see a scenario where he signs a long-term deal that would be okay with the Jets. I feel like his contract would be pretty expensive, but maybe this deal kind of tides the Jets over, and he's probably not going to be putting up like, what was it, 39 points again? So maybe he'd actually be signing for a little bit less on his next deal. I'm not 100% sure. But either way, I feel like the Jets made the right call here. You know, they, they signed Pionk longer term, which I think was the right choice. If you're looking to choose between him or Cop, you know, Pionk for the Jets is a bigger need. They don't really have many good top four right-handed defenders. And while his cap hit again, like I said yesterday, it's a little bit on the higher side than I was expecting, but it's not like super egregious. I feel like he's a very good player. He's shown off a lot of growth. And he plays on the side that the Jets don't have a lot of depth on. So overall, I feel like that was the right call. Cop for one year at a little over three and a half million per season. Uh, well, I guess it's just the one season, really. I feel like you can't complain too much. The only unfortunate thing is if he kind of walks in free agency, but I also don't think the Jets should be committing like a ton of money to a player who's kind of at his age and in the role that he is. He's not going to be a top sixer for the Jets anytime soon, and I feel like Cop is probably looking for more ice time down the road. So if he can go to a team that, you know, would, would give him that ice time, I think on a personal level, that would be my preference. But in terms of how he would play for the Jets or, or sign for the Jets long term, I would be happy if he, you know, came back for a couple more seasons. I just would be cautious about extending him for like five plus years. That is probably where you run into a decent amount of risk. Either way, I'm just hoping that everything works out for the Jets next season and they actually end up in the postseason and make a run of it because I feel like this is the first time where they've really been actively aggressive in, in taking on the challenges that plague this roster. And while it will, you know, end up causing at least a little bit of roster discomfort in the coming years, I, I have to applaud that they were aggressive. I mean, this is what we've been asking for. They've done it. So I'll, I'll let the, the, the chips fall as they may. Those are all the signings I was really interested in covering, and now I kind of wanted to preview our top 50 NHL players list and just give some of my top choices. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to rank these in order. Maybe the first couple of picks I will, but as we kind of go through a little bit more, I don't know how much I really want to rank it. It's been, I'll be honest, voting has been really difficult. 
Before we get into our rankings of top NHL players though, here's why BetOnline.ag is your number one pick for all your online betting needs. In the wild wild west of online bets, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should look no further than BetOnline. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, MMA, and every sport in between. No matter what you're into, BetOnline has your back. Before that next pitch or face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and scout all the contests for your next win. Stop sitting on the sidelines as all of your favorite teams begin their playoff quests for glory. Win as your favorite teams win. To get started, go to betonline.ag and register for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello friends and welcome back to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. It's now time to preview some of my early picks for like the top 50 NHL players. We are doing a network-wide one for the Locked on NHL podcast group. Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to be submitting their votes over the next couple of days. And then from there, they're going to sort through all of the rankings and probably do like an average for each position and stuff and, and figure out from there what is the consensus overall list. I think it's going to be a very challenging vote. I personally have had a very difficult time trying to choose. Some of these rankings are not going to be like super, super scientific. I just love some of these players and put them on a pedestal. But when it comes to the top five, I feel like this is one of those groups where it's actually a little bit less hard to argue some of the rankings. Um, You might argue like a specific spot, maybe between four and five or three and four or something like that. But in terms of like who sits in that top five, it feels like a pretty decent lockdown group. So we'll start off with number one. It's got to be Connor McDavid. I mean, McDavid basically carried the Oilers into the playoffs, right? Connor is capable of doing stuff that just, I don't understand how he is this good. And look, I, I get it. The North Division last season was, shall we say, defensively lacking. You know, the goaltending wasn't great. The blue line core in the North wasn't exactly robust. But by the same token, McDavid put up numbers that would would be difficult to do in like a video game. And the fact that he did it on a consistent basis and just constantly created threat, in fact, occasionally accounting for like half of his team's offense on a given night, that's just unbelievable. McDavid kind of has that messy ability where he, when he's in a game and he's really engaged, he just takes over and really carries his team to another level. You know, you look at Barcelona without Messi and that team is kind of lost. They don't have a really great roster. And McDavid maybe has a little bit more of a... um, leg up in certain areas just because he has a little bit more support in terms of the time on ice distributions and stuff where he can actually get, you know, dry saddle and some of his other teammates to eat at least a few shifts. But even then, McDavid's playing like half of these games, uh, you know, and, and at times he can carry his team to victory single-handedly and score or have involvement on almost all of his team goals. It is very hard to find a player like McDavid who can do that kind of thing. And the only person that I've really felt comes close to it is somebody that I chose for number two, and that's Nathan McKinnon. Now, McKinnon's really bizarre story aside where he apparently, like, yells at his teammates and stuff, I didn't really care for that that much. But, you know, in terms of being an on-ice menace, you know, McKinnon went from being one of those players that I felt was overrated to almost being... I don't know. Would I describe it as being worth the hype? Maybe. I mean, he just is an unparalleled offensive monster. You know how I said McDavid is is kind of the person who can control the tempo of a game, especially in the offensive zone? McKinnon is really wired the same way. And Nate has this unbelievably explosive acceleration 
not not in the same way that McDavid does. I mean, McDavid's edge work is literally like space alien stuff, but McKinnon has like pure power and speed, and he can really drive that top gear at an extremely rapid pace. I mean, his acceleration from an almost standstill is ridiculous, and the fact that he can sort of pivot quickly and change directions constantly to full defenders, it's just ridiculous to watch. He's probably one of the most entertaining NHLers I've ever witnessed, and I feel like over the years, He's just gotten better at controlling play and absolutely dominating offensive zone possessions. There are times where it's literally just the McKinnon show. And like that Colorado roster is deep, right? I mean, you, you've seen the lines that they can put together, but McKinnon still manages to stand out because he's just that special. Um, he's probably the only player other than McDavid who plays this kind of dominant style. And I feel like it, it really puts them on an, another level. You know, Crosby in his prime years was the same way, right? Sydney just had this ability to understand space and control the game in a way that not many players could. Malkin could maybe do it at times. Datsuk certainly had this ability to just control the pace of the game. It's, it's extraordinarily difficult to do, but there are only a handful of players that I feel have pulled it off. And McDavid and McKinnon are two of those guys that I feel do it better than almost anyone else. The guy that I put in third place, this one's probably at least a little bit of a controversial pick for some folks, but I have to say Braden Point for me is kind of close to that echelon, at times even better than some of these guys when he's really on his game. Braden is just an incredibly industrious, hardworking, creative offensive dynamo. When he's inside the offensive zone and he's anywhere near an opposing goaltender, that goalie is in serious danger. His passing, his vision, his shooting, his skating, his ability to weave in and out of tight spaces... He's got some really nasty, nasty tools. And when you compare him against like a McDavid or a McKinnon, he doesn't dominate the control of the uh, possession in the same way. And yet he is so utterly effective at creating devastating levels of offense. Tampa Bay is like tailor-made to suit his skill sets in particular. And I feel like Braden is just, I mean, he really is a tremendous offensive force. I have him in this top three, you know, maybe based on some of the prior seasons where he was really, really dominant. I think this past season he wasn't really... At, at like, you know, first overall level in terms of um, top NHL player rankings. But he's got to be at least in your top 10. I mean, the kid is just a monster player. And he's now being paid like one. So, you know, congrats to Point. I'm sure he's thrilled with this contract extension. And, you know, Tampa Bay has their, their present and future center. Their heir apparent to Stamkos. After these top three picks, it starts to get a lot harder for me to choose. In just a moment, you'll get to see some of my agonizingly difficult choices. But before then, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why Bilt Bar is the only choice you need to make for your new favorite protein bar. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Bilt Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. Bilt Bar often releases very special limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good. So stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Bilt Bars are, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 70 to 18 grams of protein. Bilt Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Bilt.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. I am uh, doing some previews of our Locked on NHL Top 50 players and talking about some of my top choices 
like I said preceding this podcast, it was really hard for me to choose some of these rankings. Again, it's not super scientific. Some of this is just players that I personally love and rate near the top of the league, but some of the rankings are probably not super disputable, and I feel like at number four, it'd be hard to argue with somebody like Austin Matthews. Matthews is not quite as good as um, some of the guys above him. You know, he doesn't really control the game in the same way, but for Austin, it doesn't really matter if you're scoring like 60-plus goals a season. Obviously, he doesn't put up anywhere near those kind of numbers, but he had a pretty monster year for the Leafs, and over the past several years, he's just been a perennial offensive threat. I think the thing with Austin that's very unique and and kind of fun to watch is that when it comes to just absolute net front chaos, he is practically custom built to score goals. He loves to shoot the puck, he loves to create rebound opportunities, he's just constantly in the crease creating havoc, he loves to power wristers from almost any angle. I mean, Matthews, when it comes to being a complete goal scorer and a net front menace, he really is it. I mean, he was built like a beast, and he loves picking corners from almost anywhere on the ice. Like, as much as I hate the Leafs, man, you gotta admit, Matthews is just an insane player. And when he's down low in front of the goalie anywhere in the slot, it's just an absolute nightmare for opposing defenders to try and keep track of Matthews, plus all of his teammates like Nylander, Marner, any of these other guys. Imagine having to deal with just Matthews alone and then magnify that problem threefold. It's a wonder that they haven't won a cup, isn't it? Yeah, you know why they haven't won a cup. It's it's Toronto. There's just some sort of curse that exists around their sports. But that aside, Matthews, monstrous player. I feel like he deserves a shout at number four. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that that's one that's like a super crazy take. Number five for me, this is like a super difficult one, but I kind of want to be a, a homer a little bit and vote for Connor Hellebuck. I feel like in terms of team value, the sheer volume of saves that Hellebuck makes and the fact that when it comes to just saving an incredible number of chances, especially above expectation. You know, Hellebuck has kind of carried the Jets for the past several years. He may only have one Vezina to show for it, but let's be honest, Hellebuck has been this team's MVP, and not only is he one of the uh, the best goaltenders in Canada, he's really just one of the top goaltenders in the NHL full stop. I mean, he's kind of a monster. You don't really find many keepers with his size, his ability, his skilled reads, his really solid positioning. I mean, he's the full package. And when it comes to being an absolute sponge for almost everything that Winnipeg throws at him, Hellebuck has been immense at absorbing just about everything he can. And then some, to be honest. Let's be real. I mean, the Jets' defense kind of gave him more than a little bit of work. But Hellebuck, for me, I feel like the sheer amount of quality that he has given us for me, pushes him so high into the list that honestly, I feel like, you know, number five or somewhere in the top 10, that's a pretty fair ranking. You can basically throw him anywhere in the top 10. I don't think anyone would argue. Well, that is, unless you put him in like the top three or something, but you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range, I feel like that's a little bit fair. The last guy that I'm going to pick out here for this one is a a fun choice, and I feel like it's one that is more of like the stats community favorite, and that's going to be Charlie McAvoy. I know that he didn't win the Norris this year, even though he had a really good shot at it. McAvoy is one of those defenders who for some reason just does not seem to get all that much love in the public sphere. He's just a dominant defender with a monster shot, excellent play driving ability, he's got great skating, great transition ability, he shuts down passing lanes, eliminates scoring opportunities. McAvoy is just as complete of a defender as you'll find. I mean, there's not many defenders who really play at his level. 
the only guys that tend to do that are players like Dougie Hamilton. And Dougie, of course, is, uh, you know, a monster himself. Easily one of the best defenders in the entire league. Certainly the best at points in his career. And McAvoy's kind of in that same situation. I mean, both of these guys are beasts, but uh, I, I think McAvoy might actually have that edge over the past year or so. Charlie just seems to do everything right, and it's crazy that he still hasn't quite gotten the Norris recognition yet. You know, I, I love Adam Fox, but I think what McAvoy does, especially with the quality of competition and ice time that he gets, you know, he, he is the kind of guy that really does deserve a Norris, and I, I have him at number six. I feel like he's right there in that top that top grouping of players. I feel like he's just an animal, and it's crazy that, you know, he still hasn't gotten his Norris yet, but I think down the road, that's not going to be an issue. I'm going to pause my rankings there, but I would love to know what you guys think of that top six, who else you might sub in there. Maybe you have some preferences for other players, or you feel like my rankings are just crazy. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Maybe I'll talk about some of your choices on our next episode. For tonight, though, that will do it. Before you log off, don't forget to check out our Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.